SMS SAFM now on 41391. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. Laura Pycroft is a DEIB specialist, talent management expert, and professional coach. Now, I had to Google the, DI, the DEIB part, and it tells me diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Of course, I hope I am correct. Good evening, Laura Pycroft. Welcome to SAFM, and thank you for joining us and making the time on a public holiday. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. How are you? Yes, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Thank you so much. I had asked how you are. I hope you are okay. Is everything well your side? <laughs> no, it's good. I had the wrong setting on my phone. Happy New Year. Fantastic. Thank you very much and Happy New Year to you too. Before we get into the essence of the discussion, I mean, you heard what I had to say there. What are you letting go of this year? What are you picking up this year? What are you most looking forward to? What are you fearful of the most? What does 2024 herald for you? What are the opportunities and prospects ahead? Share anything with us. Take us in. Oh, gosh, that is a lot of questions. Well, pick um, one that works. <laughs> well, uh, from me, the thing I'm looking most forward to is I am in year two of building a startup uh, consultancy. And I think we made a lot of strides um, in 2023. And there's a lot of fun, exciting, and kind of scary things coming for us in 2024. So it's kind of like that second lap where you've made a lot of mistakes, you've learned a lot of things, and now it's like time to buckle down and do some more awesome stuff. Well, fantastic. And I think that dovetails quite well with the fact that we're talking about making career moves and establishing attainable goals instead of just limiting it only to resolutions. Resolutions, of course, can read well, but if all they do is read well, they are pretty useless unless and until one starts setting up attainable goals, targets. And so making a career move that much more realizable because they are ticking off boxes as time moves. So perhaps walk us through the journey of how one, perhaps as one who sits in this position, this is what I'm doing today, um, but this is where really I would love to be. What typically should one do? And I think it starts with one's thinking and the company that one keeps and the material mm. that they engage, I would imagine those are essentials, not necessarily the template. Share with us perhaps the journey that involves making career switches and so attaining those goals that now become tangible things as opposed to just resolutions. Mm. 100%. So, you know, the, this time of year, it's such, a, it's such a great time because, you know, <laughs> like time is a construct. A lot of people, you know, get frustrated with New Year's, but... On the other hand, it is nice to go along with it sometimes, and it's a great sort of feeling of like new beginnings, a fresh start, the calendar's turned over. And career-wise, a lot of people sort of have had a little bit of a break because in South Africa we do tend to take like, you know, December, lots of leave, and people are feeling refreshed and ready to like make a change for themselves. So for me, I love this time of year. Um I think you're right. It should always start with, you know, like what is the messaging you're taking in? What are you absorbing from like the social environment around you? And as well as that, a bit of reflection. So what happened in the previous year? What worked for you? What didn't work for you? 
what did you contribute to your experiences in the previous year and what things were out of your control? So a lot of the time career-wise, it can be difficult to distinguish, you know, what can you control and what can't you, you know, for example, like the economy or the ups and downs of the business that's employing you. Uh, you know, a lot of the time it feels like those things should be in your control, like your toxic boss, but actually they're not. And you need to kind of distance yourself and step back and say, well, how can I set goals that I have complete control over um, versus setting goals like, you know, thriving in my environment and yet there's several factors that are going to stop you from thriving in that environment and, and you can't really impact them whatsoever. So that reflection is key. And then once you've sort of completed that, the next step is then moving into rather than a resolution setting, which is like they can sometimes be vague, like, you know, I want to be happier, I want to be better at my job. Those things are quite broad and, you know, they haven't really been broken down into their specific elements versus a goal setting session for yourself in your career is saying, what do I want to have? What you know, tangible thing, measurable thing do I want to achieve in a certain specific period of time? You know, whether it's in six months or 12 months, it's it's nicer to look at it rather quarterly or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, every six months in a full 12-month marathon. Um, but setting specific things for yourself and far less than what you think you should be setting. A lot of the time people go large, they go big or go home with their goal setting at the beginning of the year because we're so full of like the vibe and the energy of the new year. But in actual fact, that can be setting yourself up for failure. You need to keep it reasonable, keep it attainable, and really focus in on like what are the one or two things you want to take off your list in a six-month period. Before I dismiss it in that sort of grin or grimace that I offered as you were saying that. I mean, I think that's also real advice in the sense that sometimes one might pitch a bit too high, so high the bar is that if they don't achieve anything that might resemble what that bar is, they feel as though they would have been failures or they would have failed. Whereas if they broke it up, if you will, or set small targets early on, so that say by the time the review comes, be it quarterly or six-monthly, they realize actually they've achieved a significant part of what would have been that goal. But in other words, Mm. to say I want to be a millionaire as an SMME, it might sound difficult if you're starting out today. But if you say I want to have an X amount of sales by this time because these sales will Mm. give me this and I need to have secured three or four uptake agreements and I need to be strategic about that, perhaps that million might even be a very low bar if you can achieve the things that Mm. might give you that, say, three or four uptake agreements, which I'm going to honor come hell or high water, and then in those uptake agreements, I must make sure that they give me at least an X amount of sales, which then, if they continue as consistently as, say, 12 months should, then by the time the 12-month review is for the Mm. 12-year cycle, I would have achieved that goal. But just to leave it as a million rand or whatever that is, it might be discordant with perhaps the essence of small targets along the way, small victories along the way, which in composite become the death by a thousand cuts. In other Mm. words, no one cut is going to kill you, but there will be a time where the straw will break the camel's back. Yeah, I love your example (laughs) because it reminds me of what I'm doing. You know, and I think you have to kind of be your own... um, 
review board in your head, right? So if you your instinct is telling you, I want to have build or created a million rand in revenue or whatever it is, sales by the end of a, a year period, um, you have to then be your own little shark tank panel and go like, okay, well, why? Exactly all the things that you mentioned. So, you know, is that reasonable? Are you being too safe or are you be going too big? And why is that? What is the data, the information, the experience, the learnings that you're using to set that goal? And, you know, why is that meaningful for you? So another thing that happens, and this is more so when people aren't self-employed and perhaps in a corporate environment, they will chase things that other people are saying come with prestige and respect and, you know, ego boosts and all of that. But it's important to second check it against what are your own values? What matters to you? Because a lot of the time in the workplace, you'll be chasing a carrot that actually isn't something you want to chase if you really reflect on what is meaningful for you as a person, you know, uh, you were sharing just now some like really deep personal stuff. I mean, stuff like that is so important in informing like what in your career is going to make you happy? What in your career is going to address what you love as a human being and what you want to move away from and what you, you want to like sort of keep out of your life as a person and that's most important. So always, always second guess it. You know, am I doing this because someone else is telling me it's going to be amazing? Or am I doing this because it speaks deeply to something that I hold meaningful in my life? For those who have just joined us, we're in conversation with Miss Laura Pycroft, DEIB specialist, and we all know what that is talent management expert and professional coach talking to us about making career moves and setting attainable goals instead of resolutions. Of course, it's an important time to have this conversation, given the fact that it's probably high on everybody's agenda to commit and to set themselves up for what is to come for the balance of this year. We are only in day one. And what 2024 might herald for you as opportunities and things that you're going out there to grab. So if you want to engage this topic, please do so. We only have another five or so minutes left, if that, in this conversation with Laura. Laura, let's get practical here. For those, especially in your space, setting up a startup, it's, it, it comes with a lot of risks. And I'm going to try and attach some questions to what probably would be experiences that you would have had along the way. Dealing with disappointment, because a goal is... Mm -hmm set against conditions that are known at the time, perhaps with some forecasting of the risks, but generally speaking, it is a forecast on the best mm. of intentions in the best of conditions. And then there's that thing that is the curveball. Suddenly somebody who's committed, who is suddenly no longer committed for whatever the reason, or is not in a position to commit because his or her circumstances changed, or your circumstances mm. have changed, or the economy has changed, or there's a July 2021 riot, or things happen differently in an election year cycle. These are all things that would have an impact on the individual and that individual's goals adjusting. I mean, we had a conversation early on on finance and sort of being alive to a financial plan that nonetheless has to be adjustable given the fact that conditions change, interest rate hikes, or they drop. Mm. Similarly, in this environment of setting up resolutions, making career moves, you get the promise, look, we're going to talk to you at the beginning of the new financial year that is at the end of this one. But then mm -hmm. suddenly one's books are not looking as healthy as when the promise was made and suddenly they're not going to make two appointments, they're going to make one appointment and that appointment is not going to be you. 
dealing with the realities of a fluid environment in which these plans and resolutions and these goals are set that change mm. yeah it's it's almost like you have to have two sides to how you approach it so before you get to that achievement or decision line so where you know it's going to happen or not happen you have to chase it with everything you've got whether you're in a startup or in a corporate environment put your whole back into it and give it everything you have and really, you know, because what I, I see often as a coach is p- people kind of hold themselves back a bit and so that, you know, if they don't achieve something or something doesn't happen, they can kind of internally go like, oh, well, you know, I didn't try that hard. So, you know, I, c- I could have done more and, and maybe I, that's why I didn't achieve it. It's sort of like an easy letdown for yourself. But I, I would advise against that, you know, don't shortchange yourself and put as much in elbow grease in as you can. But then you kind of have to do a Jekyll and Hyde and flip over. Let's say, you know, the boss gives Mm. a promotion to the favorite or, you know, things just weren't in your favor and you didn't get that big client. Then you kind of have to have that compartmentalization to go like, okay, well, it didn't happen. I'll feel my feelings for a little bit, go home, cry into a glass of wine and feel my feelings or eat my feelings or whatever you do to go. And in a day or two, you have to get up and you have to move on. Reflect on what you learned. Reflect on if you did have control over anything to do it differently next time. And then keep on rolling. Because if you if you let it bog you down for too long, um, yeah, it, it can then have some negative consequences and, and get you feeling a bit stuck. I'll leave it at that. And with those beautiful words, keep on rolling and I think that's an apt way of whatever your goals are whatever your resolutions are whatever your intended moves and plans are if things don't happen the way you had thought they would just keep on rolling that tagline courtesy of Laura Pycroft Laura thank you so much for your time thank you so much Fungeza have a good evening I certainly shall you too